This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Most Christians know that they serve a God for which nothing is impossible. If you have a need in your life, God has the answer to meet that need. Simply search His holy book where there are thousands of promises, a promise to meet every need, no matter how impossible. But it's not enough to hear the promise, know about it, believe it, or even confess it. You have to put your foot on that promise, claim that promise, and do what it tells you to do until you can reach out in faith and possess it. This practical six-day series entitled, You Have the Right to Claim All the Promises of God, addresses all those Christians who are hearers of the Word, but not doers of the Word, reminding them that you can't be a part-time doer and expect you'll get full-time benefits. So today, be a hearer of the Word, but also one doing something with what you hear. We are learning from the Scriptures how to possess or how to grab hold of the promises from God's Word. So God is not a maybe God. He's an absolute yes God. Isn't that awesome? All, say all. All. Say all. All. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I love it says to the glory of God. We get the blessing and God gets the glory. Do you realize that every time you get blessed, and and I hope you understand this, but every time you get blessed, I hope you're giving the glory to God because that's what it's about. We get the blessing, but God gets the glory. God gets the glory, right? So he wants to bless us, but he also wants us to give him the glory for that blessing. So, so he said all the promises are already yes and amen to the glory of God. So every time you get blessed, I hope that you're giving God the glory for those blessings, you see. So it's already established. Healing is an already established thing in the mind of God. You say, well, I need to be healed. You know, I need to be touched. Well, you just got to get your foot on that promise. You've got to say, you've got to get to know in the Bible that healing is for me. Because the Bible says that by his stripes, I was healed. So now I've got to get myself firmly fixed on healing and stand on that promise until that promise manifests itself in my life. In other words, until healing manifests. So the, promise, the promises of God will work in your life. But the key to it is that you have to activate the promise by faith. If you don't activate the promise by faith, the promises will never, ever work in your life. Let me give you a verse and we'll call these out and she'll put them up on the on the screen. But Hebrews chapter four and verse two says this, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them and the them being spoken about in this verse are the children of Israel of the ancient times, before that this, this was written um, in the New Testament. He said, For indeed the, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So you see, it's very possible to sit in church every week and to hear the word, and to, to know the word, to love the word, 
to believe the word, but never see any results from the word of God. Because it's only when you mix the word with faith that you will begin to see the results in your life. He said, you see, they heard the word, but they didn't put any faith with it. They didn't mix faith with it. And therefore it was of no benefit to them. There were no, there was nothing that benefited them because they heard the word, but they didn't act on the word that they heard. And one of the biggest concerns, I'll use the word concern for me as a pastor, is that I, I, I come every week and I, I give the word and I preach the word. If you, if you come to living word for any period of time, you will know this, for those of you that are here, that you do get the word. I make sure every week that I give you a plate full of the word. You're not going to come here and get a plate full of dessert. Some of you like the dessert part. You know, that's why those are the ministries that are exploding because they give you a plate full of dessert. Man, we can eat all dessert and still be saved and still be, yeah, I guess you can, but you're never going to grow or prosper. This is about learning how to receive from God, God's way. The instructions are here in the book. But not, not many Christians really understand this stuff. They think, well, I'm saved. God loves me. I love God. So why isn't it just happening to me? Because you have a part to play. You have a part to play. You have to do your part. What's your part? You, in this case, if you're going to obtain the promises of God, then you're going to have to activate your faith for the promise. Well, you can't activate your faith for the promise until you first know that there is a promise. There's a promise for healing. There's a promise for prosperity. There's a promise for well-being. There's a promise for protection. There's a promise for everything in life. But you have to know the promise. And it's not going to do you any good to just know the promise. You've got to now have faith for that promise. And the way you prove your faith is that you act on the information that you receive. And unfortunately, what happens in many churches, and I'm sure it happens here as well, is that you hear the word, you know the word, you confess the word, but you don't do the word. And because you don't do the word, you don't put faith to it and you never get the benefit of the word operating in your life. It's amazing to me, you know, how, how much I could preach the word and talk about things and, 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 you know, preach it and teach it and preach it and teach it and teach it and preach it over and over again. And yet people, they'll shout amen. Oh yeah, amen, Pastor Ray. They'll shout amen, but they will not do a darn thing with the information that they have. And they wonder why their lives aren't progressing. And they wonder why they're not getting the breakthrough. And they wonder why things aren't happening in their life. And the answer to that is that you can't just hear the word and not put some activity or action to what you've heard. That's why many, many years ago... Many, many years ago when I first started out as a young pastor, we had a very small church, didn't have anything. And I'd go to these meetings and I'd see these preachers, you know, uh, with big churches and, and so on and so forth. And, I, and uh, I remember this one experience one time. I went to this meeting and, and it was a well-known pastor and his wife got up and uh, they were taking, taking offerings for the budget of that meeting. And this well-known pastor got up with his wife and this is over 30 years ago, 30, 30 years ago, got up and, and they brought a check for $10,000. Now, $10,000 is a lot of money today, but $10,000 30 years ago was a whole lot more money. Trust me, it was a whole lot more money. Man, I was so impressed, and I just sat there as a young pastor with a church of maybe 40 people, 30 people, whatever we were at that time, and I thought, man, that is so stinking awesome. And I said, you know what, God, one day I want to be one of those pastors that stands up and brings a check of this amount, like $10,000, to be a blessing. Well, I look to the word of God and the promise is there. Prosperity is the reward of the righteous, right? 
that's one that I've been using, but there are tons of, of verses that cover prosperity. So I said, well, God, if you can do it through in the life of, of this pastor, then you can do it in my life. If it was possible for them, it's possible for me because you said all your promises are already yes and amen. There's another verse that said God is not no respecter of persons. In other words, if you'll do it for them, you'll do it for me. If God will do it for me, he'll do it for you. So I began to actively believe God for prosperity for our ministry, that our ministry would grow and would abound. And that one day we would be in that place where we could give those kinds of offerings. You see, I'm going to tell you what, let me, just, let me just teach you something here. Until you start to dare to believe God to be in a better place than you are right now, you'll never get to a better place. Until, until you dare to say, I'm going to be in that place. And you know, you look to, look to whoever your favorite person and say, if you, God, if you did it in, in their life, you're going to do it in my life. I've done that right down the line. I said, if, if, if they can have that kind of blessing and they can have that kind of use, be that, that useful to you, God, I believe it can happen in my life. Get your foot on the promise of God. And it's all over the Bible. So I started to believe and, and just work and, and, and do the, the ministry and, and trust God. And all of a sudden, one day I was in a meeting uh, and it, it, they were taking the budget. And pastors were getting up and announcing this particular meeting. The people get up and they announce how much the pastors and whoever announce how much they're, they're going to give. Now, we were, uh, you know, a bigger church at, at this point, And we had some more resources. And I'm sitting in my seat and um, God put an, an amount in my heart. And he said, $25,000. And I said, I rebuke you, Satan. Get thee behind me. I'd never given an offering of $25,000. I mean, I gave a thousand, maybe, you know, a couple of thousand, five thousand, but $25,000. My head was going like this. Are you kidding me? Well, God reminded me of when I was way back there, you know, when I first started out, I was midway at this point, but when I first started out, how I said one day, I want to be able to stand up and give an offering like that and make impact in somebody's life and how I believed in my heart that one day we would be able to do that as a church and be a blessing to other ministries and blessing to missionaries and bless. See, we, we're, we're, not, we're not here to just get blessed. We're here to be a blessing. Right? So I, was, I sat there and I had the check in my pocket and um, I had one hand on my pocket like this and the other hand was trying to get in to get the check. Right? So I finally, I pulled the check out and I mean, I was sweating because I had never, and I'm thinking, I don't even know how much is in the checking account, but I, I, I'm believing God, God's speaking to me here. And so I get my pen out and it was, let me tell you, it was very wiggly writing because I'm shaking as I'm writing $25,000 and I'm trying to be real happy about it, but I had never done something like this before. But yeah, I did say, I did say way back then that this is what I wanted to do. You know, sometimes I'm going to tell you what, you, you, you got to face your fears. And, and, and if you're going to obtain the promises of God, then you got to obey God. You got to obey God. Are you listening to me? When he moves on your heart, you've got to obey him. And I knew he was moving on my heart. So I was standing in the line and I was like the last in the line and my knees were knocking and I'm holding the check and I'm about, you know, I get up there and I drop that check in and I announce $25,000 and my heart's going... Bye-bye, $25,000. But no, I dropped the check and all of a sudden it was like peace came over my life. I knew that I knew that I knew 
that I had done the right thing, that I was blessed, I had believed the promises of God, been using my faith, got to this point where we could do that kind of thing and not be afraid that we were somehow going to lack or somehow, you know, you can never outgive God. You understand that, right? And I walked away. Now, since that point, since that time, oh, we've done this a bunch of times. We, we recently bought a van, $25,000 for our missionaries in Africa. Uh, came to me and said that their van was on its last legs and they're in deep in Africa and they've got rugged terrain and, and uh, they needed a, a van. And anyway, long, long story short, we gave them $25,000 to go buy. But I said, how? They came to me and said, we need a van. I said, come on, how much is it? Let's write a check. I love it. But you see, I had to believe, I had to put my foot on that promise so many years ago. There was a period of time when we were in, insufficient, when we moved into this building. We, we, I didn't know if we were even going to make it because people, we, you know, we lost a bunch of people and all kinds of crazy things happened. I didn't know if we were going to make it. But I had to stand on that promise believing that it would be a reality in my life and the life of this church. Come on. Is everybody with me? And, and here we are. See? Another time a missionary called and said, Mike Keyes, you know Mike Keyes, Mike Keyes called. And he said, you know, they were having problems with the electric co- company in the Philippines. And the electric company kept cutting their lights out because they play games. They try to embezzle money from you. So if you don't, if you don't bite the, you know, the bait... And you don't give them money under the table. They turn your lights off in the middle of your conference. And he's trying to have conferences. And he called me and he's all frustrated about it. I said, Mike, Mike, how much is a generator? He says, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, go find out. I said, tell me how much the generator is. He calls me back. He says, well, the whole thing is like, I don't know, $14,000. I said, I'm putting a check in the mail right now so you can have your... See, but, but you see, now, now you're all shouting, but you, you don't understand that. I had to get my foot on that promise. And I had to keep my foot on the promise until I got to the place where that promise started to, or became a reality in my life and the life of this church. Even personally, I've told you myself, broke, poor, insufficient, didn't have anything, grew up poor. I had to believe God. I didn't know how else to do it. When I found out that God wanted me to prosper, when I found out that God wanted to do good things in my life, when I found out that God could fix the problems in my life, All I had to do was to believe him, stand on his promises against what what my situations were telling me, against what my circumstances were telling me, to just believe the promise of God. And when I did that, I began little by little by little by little, I began to see how God was working in my life and prospering me, not because I'm so smart, not because I'm so charismatic, not because I'm so good, not because I'm so righteous, because he is a good God and he will honor your faith when you stand on the promise. What God has done in my life, he will do in your life. And sometimes people get, you know, they get jealous and, uh, you know, go ahead and be jealous. You know, I like to say, don't take offense, man. Take lessons from somebody who's where you're trying to get to. Don't take offense. I, I, I've heard it over and over again, but you know what? That isn't going to, that isn't going to stop me. That's not going to hold me back. You can't talk me out of this stuff. I know that it works because I have worked it for all these years. It has benefited my life. The promises of God work when you use your faith and you trust him and you turn your life and all of your circumstances into his hands. But you've got to believe him. You've got to use your faith. So it's very, very possible for a person to sit in church, hear the word. What does it say here? It said, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who hear it. 
You can sit in church all your life and listen to the word of God and not do a darn thing about it. You could hear the word, hear the word, hear all. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything, about forgiving, about loving, about being you know, compassionate towards people. This is all part of the word. That, and it all yields results in your life. And you could hear the word, hear the word. Yeah, here, here's another, hearing the word about getting your life right and stop messing it with sin in your life. That's destroying your life. You could hear the word preached repeatedly and never do anything about it. And even though you've heard the word, even though you know the word, even though you confess the word, it will not yield any fruit in your life because you haven't acted on what you believe. You got to do something with what you believe. Back then, you know, we're talking about myself, trying to, trying to get out of poverty, want, lack, insufficiency. I started giving. That's all. God said to give and it will be given unto you. You know, actually, that verse is taken out of Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. I believe it starts at verse 38. It says, give and keep on giving. Well, I came to find out that that word, give, is a continuous action verb in the Greek. In the original Greek, it's a continuous action verb. And this is what it means. Continuous action is necessary to achieve the desired results. Let me say it again. Continuous action is necessary to achieve the desired results. So he said, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, good measure, pressed down, shaken over and running over, shaken together, running over, shall be poured into your bosom. Right? Well, how many of you like to press down, shaken together and pour it out into your lap or into your bosom? How many of you like that? Y'all like that? The rest of you are liars, 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 pants on fire. I will take what was intended for you. How many of you like the pressed down, shaken together and running over, poured into your bosom? You like that, right? But in order to get there, he said, give and it shall be given unto you. See, we read over the give part and we like given to me, pressed down, shake. If you do the give part, then you can expect it to be given back to you. Now that word, that continuous action verb means that continuous action is necessary to achieve the desired results. So when it says to give and it shall be given unto you, it doesn't mean give once a year. Or whenever I show up in church. It means give, this would be the, the correct rendering of that verse, give and keep on giving. In other words, you don't let up on your giving. That's the promise of God. I grabbed hold of that and I said, you know what, God, if you said you're going to pour into my lap, you're going to give back to me, pressed down, shaken together and running over. That's your desire for me. And all I have to do is give. Giving became an easy thing for me. Because I believe the word of God. So I put my foot on that promise. I stood on that promise. I kept confessing that promise. Every opportunity I gave my, I haven't missed my tithe in 34 years, whatever it is. I pay my tithe. I pay above my tithe. I give out offering. I think I told you I bought two water wells in Africa uh, in 2015, 2016, and I'll buy another one this year in 2017. I give offerings to the men of God in my life who have, who have made a difference in my life. I give them some of them significant offerings for birthday, Christmas, whatever. Sometimes it's because God puts it on my heart to bless them. And I just bless them. See, I go way beyond my tithe and the offerings that I give. Why? Because I see and believe that the promise works. It has worked for me all these years and it continues. to. My foot is on it and you can't kick my foot off of it. You'll never, you'll never possess the things of God that you don't put your foot on and keep your foot on. 
You've got to keep standing on it. Is, is this getting to anybody here? And it doesn't matter what it is that you need, want, or desire from God. So he says that the word that they heard was of no value to them, of no profit to them. No benefit is, is another word to use. Because they heard the word, but they didn't use their faith for it. They didn't release their faith. Some of you are sitting here looking at me like, I wish it was preaching something else. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you why. Because, no, no, seriously, I'm, I'm not going to preach what you want to hear. I'm not going to preach that. No. No, as a matter of fact, I'm going to preach to tick you off. I'm going to preach to make you red hot mad. And then I'm going to believe that when you leave this church red hot mad, that the Holy Ghost is going to grab you by the back of your neck and shake that doubt and unbelief right out of you. And say, the man of God is telling the truth. The man of God is speaking truth. Because I am a testimony as to what God will do in your life. And I trust, I pray that some of you will surpass me. Pick up from where I'm bringing you and go far beyond me. Simple. He said, the word didn't profit them because they didn't use their faith for it. They didn't start to believe it. They didn't start to do the things that were necessary. Let me give you another verse. We've got some time here. I want you to turn or or read on the screen here. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. Now, some of you may say, and I could hear it in the spirit because I pick up everything. I have Holy Ghost antennas. Oh, this is such a basic message. I heard this a hundred times. You're exactly the one who I'm trying to talk to because some of you have gotten lazy in your faith. We've got to go back over the foundations and the principles, uh, our first foundations, and rebuild or, or re, re, uh, you know, fix these foundations. Fix the cracks. Because we've forgotten. What are you using your faith for? God has an has a awesome future for you and for us. None of us have been born by mistake. Every one of us have been born on purpose, with a purpose. For a time such as this, there, there is a destiny that God has for you. You are worth something to God. You are worth something to the kingdom of God. And God wants to get you to the best place that you could ever be in your life. He did it for me, continues to do it for me, and I know he wants to do it for you. Does that sound like good news to you? Thank you for the four and a half hand claps. Very encouraging, but that's why I'm going to preach it anyway. All right, so let's go to this. James chapter 1. Now notice what it says here in verse 23 through 25. It says, but be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Do, be, be what? Doers. doers. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you living the word? Are you loving? Are you forgiving? Are you giving? Are you doing what the word requires? How many of you know the great prayer, the great verse of scripture about prayer that we teach on all the time in Mark's gospel chapter 11 where Jesus said, he said, have faith in God. If you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things that you say you will have whatsoever you say. So many of us have really gotten great confession and we're believing God. We're talking to the mountains. But notice what verse 25 says in that verse. It says, and when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them so that my father in heaven can forgive you your trespasses. Read it. Go read it for yourself. Go read it for yourself. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.